Welcome, I'm John Lynch and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. Welcome everybody to an, another episode of The Discarded Compass. I'm sorry that I wasn't around for a while. I must have lost direction somewhere along the line. So uh, yeah, welcome back. And who we have tonight for you is Walter Driscoll from US. And Walter's a non-Jew speaker or such. And uh, welcome, Walter. How are you? Very good. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Great. And great to have you on the show. I've seen you doing various shows, YouTube YouTube shows. Um Dawn uh, Garland, I think you were on a show with her, yeah. Yeah, we do a thing. Uh, now it's once a month called Not Just This. Not and just this. Where we take questions. And uh, yeah, we share a little bit about non-duality at the beginning. And then we take questions from the audience. And it's fun. Yeah, good time. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And it can be serious too, but we can get into that later. But it's, yeah, sure. It's it's the oldest question in the universe, in the history of whatever. Um, how did I get here? Who am I? What happened? It's just, isn't it, really? Uh, everything else is relative, I suppose, you know. How did you land upon this malarkey? Upon uh, like the message itself? Uh, how did I land upon it? Well, I'd say it was... I somebody uh, suggested I read "I Am That." Oh, Nisargadatta, Nisargadatta Maharaj. So, there, yeah. yeah, I see his picture back there. Three Nisargadatta Maharaj. Yeah, that's right. So I I started with that, and then um, read all his other books and other people who were, you know, like six degrees of separation. I would just find anybody connected to him. In some fashion, Ramesh Balsakar and Sailor Bob, and then anybody that was inspired or influenced by those guys, and just you know, uh, so it started with Maharaj, and I sort of read uh, up from there. Walter, was it the stumbling upon this message, or did usually suffering drives people into trying to find out what's the nature of existence and such? An existential crisis happens. What drove you to the search? What drove me? Um, sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's a good question. So, you know, there's a saying, pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. And I'd say it did drive me because the person that recommended that was a sponsor. And I, so I was in AA at the time. And uh, I was just looking for always wanted to go deeper, you know, and imagining there was a deeper. And I knew there was a deeper truth. There was a higher thing to learn. And, you know, um, because it was never good enough. Whatever teaching I was working with was, you know, I always knew there was a, and then I saw books, the final, the ultimate understanding, the final truth, the this, you know, and um, so wanting to go deeper because, I guess the suffering was that this is never enough. You know, what is wasn't good enough. There was something better out there than this, you know. And 
that was the suffering, that there was always somewhere else to get to, somewhere better, somewhere different, um, a better understanding, a higher understanding. I was just talking to someone, they talked about uh, pure awareness, you know. So now there's pure awareness. It's not just awareness, there's a pure awareness. And anyway, so that was the suffering for me. And so I was always inquiring about if, if I saw... If I heard somebody that I thought had something that I didn't knew something um, in terms of spirituality or, or achievement of peace and happiness and contentment, uh, bliss, you know, all these things I was looking for. So at that time, it was my understanding that, oh, if I get what's in, I am that. If I understand what Mr. Gadot is saying, then I can have this permanent bliss you know this peace that passes all understanding uh so that's what drove that search and like getting into all those books and and all that you mentioned uh <clears throat> aa 12-step program right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's based on finding a higher power and i think in one of their books it says the primary the primary problem for the addict alcoholic uh, is a false, it says in that book, a false self-center. So from the off, they're saying it's false. Am I correct? I'm not sure of that quote exactly. Well, it's in the, the big book, I think. A big book, I think I read it. It's a... The, the, the self-center anyway is the primary culprit. Well, it says selfishness, self-centeredness, yeah. that we think is, is the problem. Yeah. And, so and, and we, we had to find a, a power greater than ourselves, you know. So talk uh, a bit about that, Walter. What do you think of that? You, you must have, um, uh, do you think the message wasn't given right in the 12-step program? Well, hmm. The message in the twelve. Well, the message of the twelve step program, and and in full disclosure, I'm not a member of AA or anything. Mm. Um, that that was just a part of my story. Um, but the twelve steps says having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we carried this message to other alcoholics and practiced these principles in all our affairs. So the the goal was to have that spiritual awakening. Yeah, yeah. So I did the steps. You know, again, this is chasing, chasing that carrot of the spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw that, oh, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, so I figured I do the steps, I have the awakening. And so the awakening was to see that, well, there's a line that says our problems were of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. And the alcoholic is an example of uh, self-will run riot. You know, like we put these things in motion. I saw this in when I did my fourth step and read my fifth step is that I set up these circumstances. I had these expectations. You know, an expectation is like a, a premeditated resentment. You know, I'm expecting this interview to go a certain way. Yeah. You know, I want uh, uh, John to behave a certain way. 
and I expect and I want. And when it falls short of that, then I'm pissed off. Yeah. See, so that's why they talk a lot about acceptance and things like that. Yeah. Um, um, because I'm never happy with what is. It's never good enough. You know, just this. Um, well, it says. Uh, now, and I'm trying to remember the book. It's been so long, but uh, irritable discontent. It talks about until we can get the ease and comfort that comes by taking a few drinks. I mean, that, that, that you could say that applies to anybody in the world, really. Ease and comfort that applies to buying yourself a new car or changing a relationship. I mean, or moving country or whatever. Right? Yeah. It, it's temporary, isn't it? But what is temporary? Oh, the ease and comfort. Yeah, yeah that's comfort. right. Yeah. But as you say, it's extreme will for the addict, alcoholic, extreme will run riot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Well, yeah. So in that process that I went through, you look at where was I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and afraid. And I could see how fear set a lot of things in motion. I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want. I'm afraid I'm going to lose what I have. I'm afraid of other people's opinions, you know, and these things would drive me, you know. Uh, so I'm afraid of your opinion of me. So I'm going to behave a certain way so that you'll like me. But see, that whole process is obviously setting myself up. Yeah. People pleasing. Yeah. Because then you're going to like this version of me that I presented to you, you know, which isn't even me. It's just, it's all convoluted, but, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so you're chasing the spiritual awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you're looking at various teachings through Nisargadatta Maharaj and Seder Bob and that ilk. Mm-hmm. Which route did you take there and what really resonated in that start of that search? What resonated in the start of the search? Um well, I guess at first, to see that there's no ultimate reality, um, that everything is this relative perception. Um, so I'm trying to think now. <laughs> what dawned on me first you know like there's no there's no me there's no uh because there's like my idea of myself there's your idea of of me there's other people's idea of me and which one is is it you know even my own understanding of myself is not accurate you know and neither is you so there is really no definitive me there's only uh, interpretations or impressions of me, you know, and there's not, so there's no solidity. There's no actuality to anything. Everything is interpretation. Um, and just a, a thought about it, you know, it's like the, the word is not the thing. The map is not the territory. So no matter what you think, about something it's never it you know so i guess that brought me out of my 
contracted world a little bit that I thought I understood what things were. I, I thought I understood what a table was, you know, even the big book says, uh, you know, the prosaic steel girder is a mass of electrons whirling around at incredible speeds, you know, so it's not a solid thing. If you look at it, as it says, with an electron microscope, you know, you see there's a lot more than meets the eye. So, and even scientists had the double slit experiment. When they observe something, it changes into a wave or a particle. I forget which one. Uh, it changed into a wave, I think. Yeah, when it's not. That's a, right. Yeah, the the observer a, is the observed. Yeah, and when it's not observed, it behaves a different way. So the observer, which is what we are, changes reality. Yes, that's quite something, isn't it? Yeah, just by the looking at it affects it so you can't objectively look at anything you know yeah it's amazing uh to think about that because there's no separation there's no way you can stand apart from all that is to describe it there's no way in and no way out i mean it's the same sort of a viewing isn't it there's no one in and no one out i mean can't get away from this. Right. Is there an, yeah, going back to how you stumbled up your awakening, could you tell us a bit about your initial awakening as such? Well, the uh, awakening. The, the aha moment. Oh, the aha moment. Okay. So, yeah, so I would say there must be different. Um, I don't know, uh, interpretations of what spiritual awakening or, or spiritual experience is. Um, but the one I would say that sort of ended the seeking was just sitting there and just having coffee and just ruminating thoughts like, like always. And then there was a kind of a, I don't know, a falling away or a, the bottom dropped out. And it was just seeing that everything was this one outpouring. And there was no one in here doing anything. There was no separate individual, independent self with volition. Um, that it was one outpouring. So whatever I was doing, whatever thoughts that were happening here and and the, all the other bodies, let's say, all the other people, um, there was no one in there either and animals and even the walls, all every apparent thing, and there are no separate things, was just seen as just one appearance one like i said i was talking earlier about a like a painting you know you can have one big beautiful painting with all these different objects birds and trees and people but it's one painting you know and it's made of the same paint i mean it might be different colors this one has more blue that one has more green but it's the same substance it's the same one it's the same painting there's no separation 
you know, and there's no painter either. So it's just all this one big, beautiful outpouring from nothing, happening to no one, by no one. Um, so that was that was it. That I mean, and that's, that's the cool. that's the message. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I don't think there's a me. Yeah. I don't think there's a me to fall away. Uh, I guess if you define the me as a, a bundle of concepts and ideas about this thing that you know, in my me and my life, and then once that kind of falls away, I think that's what people are talking about by the me fell away. But the me was is just a belief that there is a something called a me or a self or a you know that there is an individual. Um, but that's what was seen that, and there's no knowing of like where that comes from or that there is some kind of source or that there's any kind of meaning or purpose to any of it. And there's no knowing of, of that. It's about anything that, that there's a how or a why or any of those things. It's just, it was just, this is it. And, you know, as you've heard, and yeah, it was just this. It was just this. And there was nothing deeper than that to to be explained. Um, that it was just sourceless uh, beingness, aliveness, but no one being alive, but just there's this apparent life that seems to be happening. Um, yeah, and it didn't leave that, you know, and the, the result wasn't that there was some enlightened person at the end of this, you know, that it was just seeing that it's, there's no separation. There's no enlightenment. There's no difference between this apparent person and any other apparent person. And there's no nothing higher or better to see this than not to see this. And that was the beauty that ended the seeking because, um, like I said, I was always searching for better, a better uh, feeling, a more blissful feeling. But whatever feelings happen is this, is this whole complete perfect expression. You know, and it's not being expressed through me. There isn't a me. This is the expression. The so-called me is the expression. <clears throat> you know, this body is the expression. These words are the expression. Um, and it's not like a mantra or an understanding where I see that everything is perfect, whole and complete. Therefore, I'm comforted by that. It's just that's the way it is. Even in my discomfort. That's whole, complete, and perfect. And there isn't, a, you know, there isn't a, a teaching or a practice that I can get into that will get me out of that or beyond that or into something deeper than that. It's always just this, you know? And there is no just this. But it's just to say that this this air, these cars going by, these words, this 
interaction with you, your blinking, your listening, my talking. You know, it's like it's all this. It's all perfect. It's all the painting that, let's just say the mystery, you know, this mystery expressing something, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, you know, beyond words. Like they say, the Tao that can be named is not the Tao, you know, it's, uh, so as other people who talk about this have said like nothing I say is the truth because it, it's just a concept of, mm. you know, this becomes a concept. If you grab onto it and you think I can get this mm. or like I, you know, when I was first reading this or it was all conceptual. And I, I thought there was something to get and somebody to get it. Um, so that you know, he talks about bliss. He talks about a lot of things in that book. But you know, there's no one that ever got what Nisargadatta Maharaj was talking about. Never get you know, like there's no there's no trophy at the end, is there? There's no uh, there's no prize, is there? There's 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 nothing to be gained. More lost. Nisargadatta is more like nitty nitty, wasn't he? It's the approach nitty nitty, like. Neddy, Neddy, not this, not that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been said that it's uh, it's hidden by already being everything. Um, so if there's, the prize is everything. The uh, treasure is everything. This is the treasure. You know, life itself. It's, you know, I, I think Tony said something about there's nothing to be found in life. It's, this is the treasure. This is the, what you're looking for. You know, another quote, what's looking is what you're looking for. It's already that the beauty of this message is it's always already. It's never not been. So it's in the looking. It's in the searching. And then you realize there is no finding. So it's that too. But that's not, that's all within the dream. I mean, there's there's nothing other than this. So there's no transcending this. There's no waking up from a dream, from the dream, uh, or waking up to the dream. I guess waking up to the dream is realizing it's all a dream. But that is still within the dream. So meaning... It's always this. And you can't get out of it. You can't get into it. There's no one to get in or out of it. It's always all this. I can imagine people listening. They have so many questions, you know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's, uh, it's a radical, radical message because the systematic movement is based on history. Uh, and the future advertising is based on it. Everything is based on history, the future. You'll be happy when you buy a new car from us. You're going to be happy. And, you know, you get this life plan, you're going to be more secure. And, I, you know, there's no such thing as fulfillment in anything yeah, as such. There's fleeting moments. And we all try to appease ourselves in various different ways with various different pursuits. <clears throat> Some more covert than others. 
more some more PC than others, you know. Some really um yeah, some like the ways we conceal our discontent can be camouflaged so very, very, very well. I think that's just my own opinion on things. Uh, you might see someone that talks so well and looks so well and their life runs so well and you think they've got it together. They must have it together. But it's not so. Um, but, you know, to say if you had a boss, you know, and if I go into my boss, right, and I say, look, you know, you know, there's there's no one here, Jack, so stop talking to me like you do, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, and my boss says, well, you know, if there's no one there, your wages aren't there at the end of the week either. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean this can cause so many problems for people Uh, like look we know it's a dream as such and even look this isn't like a message that's just a whimsical message there's nobody there the bloody scientists can't figure out what it's all about either okay folks they they can't find the god particle and that's a fact the, the, the two two things hit hit each other. Two particles hit each other, or something, and light fla- light goes off, and the whole thing starts again in a flash of an instant. It can't be captured, so that's it. Yeah, um, but the message means something. Just because it's non-duality, the search for enlightenment is there in Buddhism. The whole lot points to emptiness as form, form as emptiness. The scientists look at it in different ways, saying there's a particle. There isn't a particle when it's looked at. It's not is not there it's there and it's looked at and it isn't if we don't look at it but we can never know because we can't look at it when we're not there so this goes on and on and on and there are even mathematical theories that have actually <clears throat> proved the theory of uh i think is it eternity um some some form of that uh that proved the existence of everything is just eternal um like so, you know, the non-dual message can be very packaged into a, a bit of a lucky bag thing, you know, um, and a, a whimsical notion. But, you know, it does hold, I think, the core message of a lot of traditions and stuff like that. So, life goes on for you, Walter, okay? You were a certain way, you were looking for hope and inspiration and solace and happiness in other things, even spiritual searches. Then something happened, now it's different. What's different for you? Like, what would you say to that employee and that boss, you know? Okay. Um, What's different? I mean, there's really nothing different other than the seeking is this type of seeking, you know? I guess there's always some type of seeking, you know? Um, But that idea that there is a level of understanding or a, or a spiritual awakening or an enlightenment that will, that I can escape this. You know, I was looking for, mm-hmm. someone else said the escape hatch. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking to experience my own absence. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> being a person is painful. And uh, so I was looking to get out of that. Like, I don't know, to be a non-person. I don't But you're never going to experience your own absence, you know? It's just there's so just no, Yeah. There's just never, 
been anyone here in the first place. Um, so yeah, it's it's just so simple in that way that um, oh okay, you know, it's just beingness. It's just whatever happens. It's no getting this wrong. There's no getting it right. It's just mm. it's always already. So whatever is happening is is what's happening. It's not even what's supposed to be happening or what's meant to happen because there is no one that can say this is what's supposed to be happening or this is what's meant to happen. It's just what seems to be happening. And when you say it seems to be happening, it's like it seems to be happening. The mind always goes to it seems to be happening for someone. And when you say this is just what's happening, there's like a time frame of four or five seconds where you say it. There's like a time frame of four or five seconds where it's happening, you know? And there's always mm-hmm. mind in that, like, you know? Obviously, we have no I have no idea what I said about five minutes ago, really. It, you know? So it's always sort of like two or three seconds, you know, it's what's happening. There's always a moment of two or three seconds or something. I don't know, maybe six seconds. Um, but there's always like a, a time. What you're talking about is that there's no time. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Well, it seems that time is a concept, you know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff. and um, But it seems like, yeah, time is... is <laughs> Without without a thought, you know, without anything arising here, there is no time. In other words, without my interpretation and thoughts and, and concepts and beliefs, nothing is. Nothing. Nothing is apart from mind, apart from thought. Including time. So how how does someone approach this? Is the approach part of it as well? I mean, why 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 carry the message then? Hmm. Well, <laughs> why carry the message? I don't know. I don't know. It's just it just seems what's happening. Like you know, I just um, well, like anything else, like my story about AA, it's just what happened. I fell into it, and you know, did the steps, and thought I was on some path somewhere, and then discovered non-duality and now I'm talking about that, but I used to talk about something else and maybe in the apparent future, I'll be onto something else. Who knows? But right now I seem to be interviewing people. Now I'm being interviewed and I have discussions and it's just, uh, just what's happening, but there's no why. I mean, I'm not trying to accomplish anything or help anybody or anything like that. Um, 
Yeah, I, you know, I had that. Ex- Sorry, go ahead. When non-dual speakers talk, it's like they're giving a message. Why can't you get the fact? It's like it says, why can't you get the fact there's no one there? That's like, get this, that there's no one there. Oh, okay. Get this, that there's no one there. Yeah, I've seen pointers pointing out instructions that try to help people to see that, you know? Like, I remember a, a gentleman was working with me, and he's like, if I cut off your arms, will you still be you? And I say, yes. If I cut off your legs, will you still be you? Yes. If I give you a heart transplant, lung transplant, you know, and or a, a frontal lobotomy, like when... You know, what is the you? What is this um, identity? But there's no I, advantage for the unenlightened person or the so-called enlightened person. There's no advantage for either person, either construct. Advantage? There's no ultimate advantage for any one of the two. The unenlightened one or the enlightened one the one that thinks he's enlightened or not enlightened or not there or the person that thinks they're there. There's no diff, there's no ultimate advantage for either one of them, is there? Well, I don't think there's anyone that thinks they're there um, because there isn't anyone. So there's just whatever's happening. So if, if there's a, in other words, so there's no, there's no ghost in the machine. There's no one responsible for thinking they're there, and there's no one responsible for thinking they're not there. One's not better than the other. One's not higher than the other. Like I said, they're both within the dream of I am or within the dream of apparent separation. But I, you know, there's no one here that's not, that's kind of seeing something bigger than anyone else, or or I can see outside the dream, or I've escaped any you know it's this it's just like the you've heard the wave in the ocean it's like we're all waves in the ocean and there's no enlightened waves there's no one wave that's more important or knows something that the other waves don't so look what what if the wife comes home okay and says listen Mm -hmm. john you know you're sitting on a rock in the garden all day and there's nothing happening you're telling me and could you not get your shit together like i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, well, it, there's that too, isn't there? Um, yeah. See, it's not an understanding and it's not a philosophy and it's not something that can be applied. Maybe you've heard the term applied non-duality. Okay, what is that? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, it's something like what you're saying, that's there's a the person that hears, there's no one here. Uh, and the message is not, there's nothing you can do or there's nothing to do. That's sometimes misheard. Um, it's just that there is no one mm-hmm. to do anything. But doing apparently happens. So if someone here, for whatever reason, hears there's no one and there's nothing to do, then they just sit there and they're not going to work and their spouse or their boss or whoever, whatever the circumstances is getting annoyed with them. Um, you know, that's what's, that's what's happening, but that's not what non-duality is. It's, it's not to become inactive. 
it's not, you know, because it's hard to explain, but if there's I a know, person that it, this is so yeah. crucial to the message, I think it really, yeah, yeah. It's this paradoxical thing. It's really interesting as well. Well, the whole nothing to do is just talking about, there's nothing you can do to get this. There's nothing you can do to get closer to this. There isn't a you. All there is is this. So if all there is is this and the going to work, the not going to work, the, you know, even the applied non-duality is not nothing wrong with that because that's also this. But I'm certainly not telling anyone to quit their jobs or to, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said it in a, the last video I, I made. I made. I said, um, "There's no responsibility, but there is accountability." You know, so like, I'm not responsible because there is no me. I'm not the author of my actions. I'm not the author of my thoughts. But there is a society in place where if I decide to do something bad, that I'm probably going to go to jail. And I will be held accountable. Uh, so it's not an excuse for bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. So then you've got 100% accountability, I think. Yeah. It's mm. even worse for this person. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're 100% accountable then. Hmm. Hmm. And it feels that way. It feels right for the guy that won't go to work and the boss is ringing him up saying, look, John, can you get, if you don't get off the rock, you know, I, I'm I'm firing you. Like, you know? Um, really? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're accountable. What? You lost your bloody job? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, there's a lot of that, I, I suppose, it's called maybe spiritual bypassing. Um, <clears throat> so has life, like... Has life uh, got different as such, like as in Walter pre-awakening uh, and after waking? I mean, does the thought process go on and is it easier? Is life easier? Is there a sense of ease? Yes, I'd say so. Um, I'd say so, but I don't really think that the message has anything to do with that, that there's, um, you'll have a better life. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's just better because that sort of angst that, um, you know, I projected onto Nisargadatta or whoever, the so-called guru or non-duality speaker, that they had this thing that I was chasing after that I described earlier. And um, it's just not the case. It's just. <laughs> so where's the ease and comfort come from? I guess it's just this. Uh, that this is perfect, you know imperfectly perfect it's fun it's beautiful but you know i certainly have sadness and all, all the other stuff and struggles and um relation you know problems 
relationships and frustration at work and all, all the same. And, and so does everyone else, you know? Um, but it's not my frustration. There's no one here being frustrated. You know, where would I get frustration? Where would I find that? Where would I generate that? How could I manifest that? It's just what's happening. It's just what's arising. You know, I'm not creating it. I'm not get, getting rid of it. It's just what's arising. And then it falls away. You know, all this stuff just comes up and it goes off. And then something else comes up and that goes off. Uh, it's just rising and falling of this apparent existence and these apparent thoughts and these feelings and, and they're temporary, you know? Um, but yeah, I've gone into it. I've gone into it deep and just, and you know, the last time I had sort of a, I don't know, it was anxiety, whatever. I just said, I'm just going to let this eat me up. I'm not going to run from it, you know? And I was just being with it, just being with it. And then I went away. And that's what it does, you know? So, but it's not me. And So uh, maybe there's some piece that comes with that as well, that, you know, I'm not responsible for it for its being there or for, for getting rid of it. Life is living itself. Grass grows by itself. I breathe, you know, my lungs are breathing. My eyes are blinking. My mind is thinking. My arms are moving. You know, there's just no one doing any of this. So nothing. And I, I, I sound like a broken record, but if, you know, if there's yeah. any peace, but it, I don't want to put it out there like this is an understanding that if you get this, then you can have peace because you have this understanding. It just is. So the depression just is. But there is no depression. Like I said, nothing is apart from mine. So, you know, I know, but if well, someone's depressed and having a hard time of it, I mean, right? Then it is because they they say, believe no. it is. Yeah. Their, yeah. No, you're 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 mistaken. There's no depression. No, I would never say that to anyone. I, I'm just saying, apart from thought, there's no depression. Apart from mind. Nothing is. So, you know, we give everything all the meaning it has. We give, you know, the the absolute and the relative are not two. Right? So, you, so is this table real and solid? Yes, it is. It appears to be. Seems to be. But is it? No. But both are true. It's the yes and you see, like John is separate from Walter. That seems to be true. That you're over there in Ireland, I'm here in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be real. But there isn't a separate John and a separate Walter, and 
in a place called Ireland, in a place called the United States. They've even done that in the experiment. They've taken a part of a, a molecule of, of something and they've put it in New York and the other part in Europe. And when the when the part in Europe changes, if they if they manipulate the part of the molecule, whatever it is, proton or something, I'm not a scientist, so probably folks, you probably shoot me down, leave comments in the section below and let me know where I've gone wrong as describing this. But basically, when that particle changes in Europe, it instantly changes in New York exactly at the same time. That's true. That's kind of like the, along, along the lines of what you're saying, everything's connected. Mm. Or just is. It's yeah, I wouldn't, it? I wouldn't even say or, everything would is connected. Would you say it's energy? It's an energy thing. Energy sounds right. You know, energy is just another word. Um, you know, the word is not the thing. I mean, energy, what is energy? Life. I mean, they don't know what they can't. I mean, like you say about the, the whirling proton thing that you described before, they still don't know how it's, how, what it is. Energy is electricity is energy and they still don't know what causes the beam to be there scientists can't find anything they still don't know what electricity is so is everything just apparent energy appearing i mean i don't know about energy and i don't know about the science i mean that's the thing too it's like if the so-called contracted energy, well, let me put it this way, like in my story, I say the bottom fell out and then it was just obvious that everything was this one expression, this one outpouring. That then doesn't make me some kind of expert in psychology and science. And so, like, that's why I've struggled with yeah. some of your questions, because, like, just, even the AA, I was trying to, like, remember what I learned and, like, you know, botched a few of those concepts. But so there's no one here that, like, has a, a deeper insight into life and uh, understanding and things like that. There's just no one here, you know, and there never was. So, I mean, that's the message to me. It's just, it's just no one here, and there's no one there, but there seems to be. There seems to be separate people interacting. But, well, like I had a conversation with someone, and they, they said that the free will debate uh, is boring, and, and, and I agree, it, is, it can be boring, and, and, uh, but, but why does it take place within non-duality? Because... If you can see that there's no free will, no volition, no um, independent sort of um, autonomous entity anywhere, then the idea that there is somebody, someone, that there's a person, I mean, what would a person be if, a you know what I mean? Like, if they didn't have free will, I would think that's the whole definition of a person is as an autonomous individual. So if that's seen through, that no action is my action, no words are my words, no thoughts are my thoughts, 
It's just what seems to be happening here to this body or through this body. I mean, so I can see why uh, talking about free will or volition or authorship um, is, is a part of the conversation. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just beautiful to to see that. That um, wow, these words are being spoken by no one. This is no one speaking with no one and listening to no one. And I mean, and that sounds like empty and kind of yeah. hollow and yeah. like maybe. Uh, uh, so where's the beauty? The beauty is that. Well, how is all this seemingly happening? To me, anyway, that's where the R and wonder is. It's like, how am I, you know, I mean, I'm not doing it, but how is this conversation taking place? And what's aware of this conversation? And, and you know, why are these words coming out? I have no idea. You know, there's beauty, there's color, there's a symphony going on all the time. And even the sadness and the variety of life and the ups and downs and everything that makes it have all this range of feeling and emotion and, you know, and and things are interesting or things are boring and the polarities. But, I mean, isn't that fascinating that no one's doing any of that? There's no source for any of that. And I don't even know that, that there's no source. Just seems that way. I've no idea. You know? Yeah, but it's just mind-boggling. So, <laughs> and beautiful. And if you can just sit in that, you know, spring comes and the grass grows by itself. There isn't a mother nature growing the grass. It just... Yeah, I remember I was cutting the grass one day and he goes, no, the grass is cut. I said, no, it isn't. It's never actually cut because as soon as it's cut, it starts growing. It's continuously growing. You know, mm. our perceptions, what we think, we never think into things, do we? Much, you know. Um, like first of all, when like right at like there was after that experience, it was like wow. Like I was sort of like you know walking around, sort of like. And that's settled down. But at first I'd be like on a crowded bus and I'd be like, there's nobody on this bus. There's no one driving this bus. There's no one riding the bus. There's no one going to work. But there are all these bodies here, you know, and there's all this apparent movement and apparent action. So, I mean, it was endlessly fascinating, but to no one, you know, and I, I don't know where this fascination, you know, arose from. Um, anyway, I just think that's pretty cool. So <laughs> it's just, just so it doesn't sound like an empty void, like a completely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, See, kind yeah. of dry message, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. When people say, you know, there's nothing here straight away, we have a mental idea of nothing. That's not what, what this is about. 
it's more like no thing. Like even as you say, words, words are useless when you try to uh, put them on this. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't have some like deep understanding of anything. It's just like when say nothing is, nothing happens. So if I pour myself a cup of coffee, in one sense, I poured myself a cup of coffee. And in another sense, nothing ever happened because I didn't do that. It's just what seemed to happen. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like cutting the grass as well. I mean, there's something in this because there's that time frame of six or five seconds again. And it's like I pouring, I'm pouring a, a cup of coffee. But when does it start and end? You can't actually tie a split second onto when it starts and ends. I, I, I might be getting sounding like totally bonkers here. There is no start and finish in the pouring of the coffee, is there, if you look for it? So that's no start and finish in, in the, the idea of a person either, either is there? And it's kind of the same thing. Well, I don't, I don't really know. What do you mean by start or finish? Well, when did the person begin? When does the person end? When did the pouring of the coffee begin? When did it end? You can't actually totally discern. That it's just a theory I have. It doesn't make much sense, but <laughs> well, it just it just clicks with me that the, that there's no one pouring coffee because, but yeah. pouring, you know, it's like pouring coffee is happening. But I never decided to do it. I'm not doing it like this. And the coffee and the coffee pot are all the same appearance. Appearing as separate, appearing as a person, holding a pot, pouring something called coffee into a cup. It's all one appearance, you know, coming from no thing, appearing to an appearance. That's all within the dream of separation. But there isn't a separate person from the coffee, from the coffee pot. And it's same with the painting, back to the painting. If there's a co- if there's a person pouring coffee in a painting, it's all the painting. It's all made of paint. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Really? But there's no there's no individual anywhere. And it's the same with animals. That's why this isn't uh like something to brag about. I mean the 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 rats in the in the dumpster behind my apartment um you know there's no one there either there's no rat so <laughs> you know what i mean it's like if if a person's being held up on a pedestal because they know that there's no one there it's like well the the rat you know there is no rat to know that it's not there and there's there's no so-called Tony Parsons or uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj. There's no Papaji. There's no any of these people. It's just what's appearing is those words are coming out. But, you know, he, uh, Tony Parsons, never spoke those words. They aren't his ideas. 
that are being shared. These aren't mine. So I don't, there aren't any original thoughts. There aren't any original thoughts. Where do they come I mean, from? I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know where they come from. I don't know where thoughts come from. I don't know where, where feelings come from. I mean, we're so sure they're my thoughts, aren't we? We're so damn sure. I mean, listen, people kill over thoughts being theirs. They kill. We well, kill. what is the my? So, you know, well, yeah. no, they say they're my thoughts of this is my country and you're overstepping my boundaries. And I think this is my country. So get out or I'll blow you up. I mean, you know, this goes on, man. This is serious stuff. So if if this belief is so true, like you say, like you've just said, what are like what's been discussed? Where where are the thoughts coming from? Whose thoughts are they really? Um I mean there should be no doubt, like thought to belong to the person. Yeah, just who who would who would uh take ownership of the thoughts? I mean there's just nothing there to claim anything. Like people sometimes will say are you afraid that the me will come back? You know, something like that. I say, well, who would it come back for? It's the same as me asking, whose whose thoughts are these? There's just no one here to have a me, to have a thought, to take an action. I'm straight away. I have thoughts of a world leader. I wish he had. He was in the position you are in. <laughs> world leader. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of world leaders causing a lot of trouble in the world. <laughs> That if they if if they were in the position you are as such, um, the world would be a lot uh, more peaceful. And then again, you know, is there is there a yeah? I mean, this message is fairly radical. It's fairly new. It hasn't been around for long. I mean, if if there was people that had this message before, I mean, they'd probably been hung or put on the cross. Um, so maybe yeah, maybe we can share this a bit more freely. You know. Um, I mean, there's nothing uh, radical about it in a way, nothing uh, violent about it, is there? Quite a simple message in a way. You think? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Um, I mean, there's no world leader. Uh, they're not, they're not responsible for their words or actions, but like I said, they, they can be accountable. Um but but again, like uh, whoever you want to use, Donald Trump or somebody, you know, that it's just he didn't do any of those things. He didn't say any of those things. They were they seem to be happening through that body that we call Donald Trump. But there's no one in there. You know what I mean? It's just another appearance. It's just another appearance. 
appearing to speak words and take actions and, and run a, well, not anymore, but I just used him because he might be one of the most polarizing, but, you know. Yeah, uh, brings to mind, <laughs> you know, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah, yeah. Deal with life beforehand, deal with life afterwards. Nothing changes in the way. Yeah, nothing changes. And like to say about the mountains, you know, mountains become mountains again. So that, that's like, <clears throat> say, before so-called enlightenment, mountains are mountains. Then mountains are are no longer mountains. So you see through that there's no separation. There's not a separate mountain from me. It's all an appearance, the mountain, just like the coffee pot, you know. So mountains are mountains. But then mountains become mountains again. So like, yeah, John Lynch is over there. I'm over here, you know, and it, it's like, but I'm not like, wow, I'm not in that sort of, um, there's no John Lynch, you know, I'm not, I don't need to do that. I don't need to say that, you know, it's just sort of both and. There's no separation, but there appears to be. There's no mountain, but there appears to be. Yeah. So what to do? And so it's a real dream. It's a real appearance. I like the fact of that it's a real dream. <laughs> That's quite a good one. Uh, yeah. It's a real dream. Yeah. It's, besides, you know, it's just a dream. But this is a real dream. Yeah. I mean, you can't really argue with that, can you? You know? Um, well, it's like you said, you know, you don't want to tell someone that's depressed that there's no depression. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's if it's true for them, if it's being experienced in their relative personal apparent experience of life, then to deny that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So to deny the illusion, to deny the mountain, to deny the depression, to deny any of the appearances is not is not it. It's not the message. It's not a denial. I'd say things, you know, can tend to be more full on when this is seen. Because there's not a lot of, there's not that resistance. Yeah. You know, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I was like, I'll just let it eat me up. I, there wasn't a thought about, I shouldn't, it was just like, go into it. You know, this is what seems to be happening. So let's do it. <laughs> not that I had a choice in the matter, but, um, yeah, I'm not there's no running from it. So yeah, I would never tell anybody that. Um yeah, I, I don't think that that's what this is about at all. Yeah, because then you're coming from a place of like really like a yeah, it just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even combine into the non-dual message, does it, for that to be said, or it's like you got really got someone saying, you know, there's nothing happening, you know. Right. Like someone screaming, I don't exist. It's like absolute crazy. Like, um, yeah. 
So what, yeah, that, that gets kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah, exist. That, that, that's like, <laughs> it's like, but um, what does um, so what what what's your your message, Walter? Do you do talks and stuff, or what? What's Walter's message in a nutshell? Let us all have it. Oh, well, I don't have a message um, or pointer or what would you say would be your. I think maybe a lot of it I've said already is because I, I really think that this uh, message is pretty simple. Um, that there is no separate existence. There's no individual with free will and choice. There's no. Yeah, I mean, that to me is that there is no one in this body running my life there is no my life there is just this apparent life and it seems to be being lived by separate people but there aren't separate people there's just this one outpouring you know and it's just like these different colors being painted and these different stories happening but they're not happening to anybody. They're not anyone's stories. There's no ownership of that. So there's no, so there's the message of not to. Yeah. So there's no two-ness in any, in anything I'm saying. Mm. And there's not even a oneness really. It's not one. One implies two. Yeah. It's just. It's just the cars going by. It's just these words coming out of my mouth. It's just this interaction, John and Walter. It's the water bottle. You know, it's all of it. Um, and really, I like I said, you know, and I hope this comes across that there really is no one here that understands anything or has a deeper um like a deep message to share it's really not that maybe it's profound i don't know but it's just uh it's just that and i can't tell you anything because there's no one to stand apart from all all that is to describe it you know this is a dream character walter you know, so the dream, it's like you're in the dream asking another character in the dream to tell you what's the dream all about or, you know, and they but they can't get out of the dream to really, you know, give you any deep, meaningful. That's why it's just it's just this, man, like. Meaning and purpose is, is relative, but the relative and the absolute are not separate so if in the dream something is happening and you're all wrapped up in it and it uh it's making you angry it's making you scared it's making you whatever like i said it's a real dream and all that is valid all that is real all that is true but it's also just a dream it's also an illusion um so I guess that's the message, or at least, you know, my sharing of it is uh, is that, 
Um, and, and I guess I'll just say, I like to harp on that there's no falling away of a, of a me, that there is no enlightenment, that there is no higher truth, and that understanding this is not better than not understanding this, and there is no one to understand this, you know? Um, because somehow I got the impression that the person at the front of the room had something that the, everyone in the back of the room had to get. And if there's anything I can do to dispel that, it's a set of um, I would love to, yeah, remove that carrot and just the it's always the already the altar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the great equalizer. Um, there's no authority when it comes to this, you know, there's no one, like I said, that's, uh, out of this dream that can tell you what the meaning of the dream is, <laughs> you know, Tony Parsons is another dream character. Walter Driscoll is another dream character, John Lynch. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think Course of Miracles says there's no hierarchy in illusions, which I love because if it's all an illusion, how could one illusion be higher, better, mm. more something than something else? It's totally, absolutely, uh, what's the word? Um, balance. Um, equilibrium i don't know it's it i mean there's no there's no one there's no way to get to there's no one to get there and it's just always already and people, happening like say, not happening all, all things or all people are equal but you have to have equality before it, but there's inequality you have to have inequality before this for this pure well there's no separate people so the idea of everyone being equal is is well, there has to be a moot first. It's like there has, right. there's evil, there has to be good. If there's good, there has to be evil. You could just kind mm -hmm. of one by itself. That was never anything else to oppose it. There yeah. have to be opposing forces. One implies two. Equality implies inequality. We see that happening in the world with everything that's going on. Um, Walter, it's been a, it's been absolute nothing listening to you. <laughs> well it was a pleasure to meet you john i really enjoy your podcast uh the discarded yeah. compass uh it's been uh it's been great uh, yeah i've been checking out your stuff thanks and so enjoying much. it very much and it, it was an honor that you got in touch with me thanks walter and your your youtube channel is walter driscoll non-duality and his email folks if you will i tell you folks your email yeah Oh, please do, yes. Contact Walter at Walter Driscoll. That's Walter Driscoll, D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L, -L, nonduality at gmail.com. That's Walter Driscoll, nonduality at gmail.com. And you do you do one-on-ones or meetings and such? I'd be willing to do one-to-one. Uh, -one. I've only done one one-to-one -one because I don't advertise that, but somebody reached out and asked if I would do one. So I did one uh, and I, you know, I had... Um, for that kind of thing, I probably would ask 
for a little donation of some kind, sliding scale. I never set an amount for anything um, to to do like an hour or something. But other than that, uh, people sometimes email me with um, suggestions. For I don't know if they do this with you as well, but they'd like me to interview somebody. So I just say, if you're going to do that, just provide me with the person's information. Uh, especially like an email address, because it's great to just give me a list of names, but then I got to try to track them down. Yeah. So yeah, like- if the person really wants me to speak with somebody or or themselves, even uh, just give me the information so I don't have to do a lot of digging, uh, you know, so that's helpful. And maybe share a video with me or something like that. But I'm, I'm open to correspondence. Um, that's about it. If, People want to check out my YouTube channel. There's tons of interviews on there with a lot of the same people you've spoken with. So it's very similar what we're doing. <laughs> Walter, thanks, thanks so much. And listen, you're, you, there's the Walter, folks, is half Irish, so he's going to have to get on over here to Cork, his his native county. And give us, <laughs> is it? Yeah, isn't that right? Yes, I will. I definitely will. It's yeah. on my my list of places to visit for sure do we look forward to that me too Walter thanks so much and uh, take care until we talk again yeah okay thank you so much I really appreciate it take care thank you for joining us on our podcast and we very much hope you enjoyed it if you did please subscribe for more on your chosen platform and also if you'd like to keep in contact please hit us up on social media So folks, until next time, please take care and we hope you join us soon.